Hey, baby. Hey. Hey, pretty lady. Oh, hey, pretty man. Oh, thanks. You're sweaty. I am sweaty. I just finished a run. Just a 30-minute run. Nothing crazy. How did it feel? You're getting back into that running. Well, I am getting back into that running. It feels good to run, like, to get your heart rate up. Yeah. And so, like, so I'm not just, like, kind of, like, doing a slow jog. Yeah. With this effort of, like, let's see how many steps I can get and burn calories. Like... I do like little sprints and then recover back to a jog. So I, I try to drive my heart rate up right. and then jog, recover my heart rate. And for me, it's more like to have that heart slash lung cardiovascular capacity. So that like if I'm on a walk with you going upstairs and stuff, I'm not feeling and I'm out like of breath. Zooming ahead. You tend to do that. No, you tend kidding. to just sprint ahead of me. And I'm like, Jesus. So, and also it helps with, my goals in weightlifting yeah. because if I don't need to rest as much between my sets, I can finish my workouts faster, especially yeah. if I'm trying to do like these really big heavy lifts that like, you know, I can, I could get pretty winded and then have to wait like two, three minutes before I do that another heavy squat yeah. set. But if I get my cardiovascular up, then I can get away with like a minute, minute and a half rest. And you'll just feel more um, agile and more athletic. Your feet and yeah. Athletic, and that's a nice feeling. Energy levels elevated. Yeah. And um, also, with the whole COVID quarantine, everything, um, I, mean, I feel like I've been pretty active. And I, but I think I've been, I've been eating. I think it's not that I haven't been active, but just I've been overeating. Yeah. Because you're always home all day. The fridge is right there. It's tempting. It's just tempting to snack or yeah. like, and not even. When I snack, I don't snack that hard. It's more just I'm. I guess I'm having my regular meals more. And they're not, they're big meals. Because I guess right. I got used to skipping meals in the past and just having big meals and kind of like doing like a fast thing and have a big meal. But now like I have breakfast and I have like four eggs and toast. Mm. And then I have lunch, which is like a salad with olive oil and vinegar and mm. maybe uh, a little bite of like some leftovers from the previous night. And then I'll have a afternoon banana snack or blueberries or whatever and maybe a little piece of chocolate. And then dinner time, of course, is like the real mega meal, the big meal. And right yogurt for dessert you know and it's right. like by the end of the day i probably have like had four to five thousand calories right. you know um but um yeah long tangent there i've been started running you've been started running it, well it, because i and also because yeah i've gotten a little bit of stomach fat and i don't like stomach fat sure because it makes me feel more disconnected from my abs yeah um yeah, sense. I don't mind body fat at other places in my body, but uh, when I start getting stomach fat, it means that I'm my body fat percentage is climbing up. Yeah, bit. yeah. That's like your final Could, sign that it's. For me, my body does tend to trim. I trim from the top down. Mm -hmm. So first, I start to lose fat in my face and right. neck and chest and arms. Then I start to lose fat in my mid stomach. Then I start to lose fat from like the lower abdomen and the back of my you know side love handles, the hips. Right. And then if I keep cutting, then I'll start to lose body fat from my thighs. And then finally my butt is the last one. If I ever go really trim, then my butt will finally start to lose body fat. So my butt is the number one fat storage location, then thighs, then love handles, then lower abdomen. And so you kind of see it starts from the bottom going up. Yeah. 
my calves and feet don't really, or ankle, none of the anywhere knees below, not much difference. If I if I do lose body fat, they might get a little bit more like striated and stuff, but. Right. I'm just yeah. thinking of someone who hold, stores most of their fat in their ankles and their calves. <laughs> what that would like look you like. are thinking of someone, or no, no, like what would that that would be? Th- there's people that store a lot of body fat. Sure, I would... but just I'm saying mm-hmm. like there's people who are thicker. Like when I get thicker, definitely my calves get thicker, my ankles get thicker, my feet get thicker. It's yes. just kind of like a like when you're a leg, when you're a leggy person, and I'm a leg like I have a lot of lower half of my body so when my lower half gets bigger it tends to all grow in size right i was just laughing at the visual of someone who was just storing <laughs> their weight their like excess weight below their knees right right <laughs> and, and obviously like my butt <clears throat> i when i when i kind of give these like hierarchies of what stores fat it's not like my butt gets ginormous and then my thighs start to start right. st- they overlap you it know overlaps, it's like right. your butt starts to get a little fat but then as the butt gets fatter, then the thighs start to get a little sure. fat. And then if the thighs start to get, then it starts to go to the love hand, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not, um, I guess, the order of losing it. That's how you really see right. where your body is stubborn about sure. keeping its fat. That makes you know? sense. Because, uh, yeah, you and me, we got the badonkadonks. We do. We are really good at walking long distances mm-hmm. and... Um, Squatting. Squatting and doing things that our legs are required for. But But we both do aerial. aerial. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! We chose sports that don't... That don't fit our body Our genetics. Yay! Yay. That was smart. We made our lives harder. We're really smart. Oh my goodness. If I I had known when I first started... I mean, because it makes sense now looking back that, of course, something that requires so much upper body strength is going to be harder for people that have so much lower body. Mm -hmm. And I have like a really tiny upper body. My upper body has a hard time getting, like when I gain weight, it literally does not go to my upper body. It's a very strange phenomenon. You know, like I can look really slender from my chest up, but then not so much, you know, down there. Anyway, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so I have a hard time gaining that strength. So if I had known... In the beginning, and you're just starting something out, and you have no prior awareness of it, I think you. Because you didn't have much fitness knowledge. I mean, prior I, like to I it. worked out, but I didn't have knowledge. I think now I have more knowledge, so I can I can identify the fact that Ariel's not meant. To, <laughs> I mean, no, I shouldn't say that anyone can do it, but it's going to be harder for people who store a lot of their body weight in their lower part of their body. And not just body weight, but like uh, just your muscle mass. And just your muscle mass. Yeah, you, yeah. Your muscle is so heavy, so it's not even about It's not really about the fat, it's about fat, the muscle. It's about the muscle. You're, and you and I are just so much... And we much... just have a lot of more muscle in our lower part right. of our body. So it's more heavy, makes inverting harder, it makes climbing harder. It doesn't mean that we can't and shouldn't do it. It's just funny that those are the that's the thing we both gravitated to. And it's the thing... Our bodies don't but want to do if it. there was some sort of crazy like pandemic that wiped out society and their food shortages, and we had to go back to like being like tribes that had to migrate far distances We'd on be good foot, at that. we would crush. We would. Crush. We could carry like heavy packs, and we'd be able to walk long distances yeah. and carry our food and hunt, and like we would be champs at that because when you're that kind of tribe. 
who cares if you can do a pull-up? It's not helpful. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. We're not living in the trees. We're living on the ground. Your yeah. legs working and be able to carry weight is what's important. Yeah. Carry your belongings, yeah. you know, carry yeah. your water, carry your food. So, yeah, we're just not our time. Not so our time. You know. <laughs> we're wish, holding out wish for Wish we were one. back in the caveman age. I'm pretty sure that we don't wish that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we probably have it better now than we Life's ever would good. have it. Life is pretty good. Yes. Um, baby. Yes. This is the birthday edition. Whoa, but my birthday is like already passed. By like four days. Yeah. I only do a weekly podcast, girl. My so, and I missed a few episodes. Friday the 13th. It was Friday the 13th. Did you do something spooky? No, but we did go on an epic hike, and that was really fun. We did. Well, the rock was kind of spooky. Oh, okay, so we saw this rock that was, like, balancing on its edge, and it was very vertical, so it looked like it was going to tip over at any time. It was crazy. And, in um, the Malibu Mountains. In the Malibu Mountains. Well, yeah, Santa yes. Monica Mountains. Oh, that's what it is. Sorry, yeah. the Santa Monica Mountains, yeah. But it was yep. very close to Malibu. And it was beautiful. I'm really surprised, actually, that we had never done that before. Because I think you and I have done most of, like, the big, well-known hiking areas. Or, like, within, you know, one to two-hour drive from yeah. L.A. And I have never been to that area yeah. before and hiked that area before. I'm sure there's more I don't there's know There's a lot of. more, yeah. yeah but In terms of the one to two-hour range, yeah, there's a lot there's we a haven't lot. done. There's a lot. But, but, I, but just, I guess, like, I'm always maybe a little familiar with the vicinity Versus with this hike, it was a completely new road that we road took. Road and everything, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. So it was really fun. I had a really good birthday, and then, you know, got to see people in a outdoor, socially distant, COVID-friendly manner. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. I, I don't need like a huge thing for myself ever. Like I never have. And other in past years, it's just like great for me if you and I just go out and get away. So. I don't feel like I had a lesser birthday. If anything, I, I had a, you know, more of a um, involved birthday than I ever do, yeah. typically. Well, so. I threw that su- surprise birthday party oh, a while. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that was back. so much fun. That well, was quite the thing. Well, Cheyenne. She helped me. Oh, she helped you, but it was your idea. Uh, I don't recall whose idea it was. That was really like, fun, Like, organically, but definitely, like, yeah, she helped me. Yeah. And I... Uh, but like, I was definitely a strong no, motivator course. and an energy behind helping make that happen yeah. and invite all the people. And I know, it was blah, so blah, cool. Blah. And yeah, it was awesome. And then I was very surprised. That was the time of the mannequin challenge, where like you, everyone freezes. So we did and you, that. So we That's did a mannequin right. challenge that video, was fun. which right. was awesome. I forgot about that. That was so cool. Aww. That's on YouTube somewhere. Aww, I remember when people used to be able to hang out together. I know. You know inside and. Not not a care in the world. That was fun. That was so much fun. That was, that was really a really good birthday. Night. Yeah. Yeah. And because um, we did a day, we you and I went out we for went the out. day and did a bunch no, of stuff. No, we went and for then, the whole weekend. We went for... Uh, oh, and it's when we got back into town. Yeah. Everyone was there. We were there. driving back and everyone was there. And you're like, so I'm so exhausted. I'm, I'm ready to lie sure. down. Like, I'm so tired. And I'm so like, well, here you go. Not going <laughs> I remember Jason had cooked me like my own individual meal. Oh, yeah. That you was know? crazy. And like, ugh. Yeah, I think that was such that was a really memorable birthday. It was I'll awesome. Remember that. Yeah. And Miles, our little hairless dog, he turned, turned three. three. Are you Miles, three? Miles, you're three years old. Are you three? Here, come up. He's a good boy. He's we burping love him. a little bit. 
Yeah. We've, yeah. Baby. Yes. I have to ask you. So, come on, give me a highlight. No, first, give me any birthday tradition that you've had in your family growing up. Well, we typically did like a friend party um, and a family party. Cool. So, for so my two parties. Two parties. So for my friend party, we would do it typically when I was really young at this place called Gym America, which was this giant gymnastics arena place that you could go like jump in the foam pit and do fun things. And and those were always epic birthdays. Or we would just have people over to our house or, you know. But my biggest, which I told you, but the thing I looked forward to the most each year was choosing which balloon I was going to have. Mm-hmm. There, the party center near our house used to have these like, not a typical balloon that like is shaped like a little, you know, oblong, whatever, but um, like an animal or a, it could be a clown. And usually they all had arms and legs, but the arms and legs were made out of streamers that were all crinkled. And then they had like giant bodies that were the actual balloon that were shaped like whatever animal or creature, whatever they were, with their like arms and legs that were all kind of crinkly and flowy. And I used to love those balloons. So every year I would get to pick which one I wanted at my party that year. And that was always really fun. And then they would last for the whole week after. Wow. And I always really looked forward to that balloon. <laughs> um, we, those, like, that, those, that, was, did... that was the thing that would repeat it. What? I was going to ask you, when did you... Obviously, that tradition, did it ever come to an end or all the way up? You turn 20 years no, old, you're like, I mean, let me go get my balloon. I think high school birthdays were different. And I used to get, I was like a person that got really anxious around my birthday mm. because I felt, aside from my childhood, when you have like, you know, you put your invitations out to your friends and right, you, that's it's fun. just like, and you go to Gym America or you get cake, you open your presents and it's all like a big but when I, got, when I got older, I started <laughs> to feel this weird pressure on my birthday that I had to be doing something that was, like, cool, you know, or sure. fun. And I'm pretty sure, like, one year I think I just did the same version of what you and I do now. Is like I would invite a friend to go up north in Michigan and just hang out for the weekend with sure. me, you know. And yeah. it was very, like, I always, like, when I got to a certain age, I, I never had parties for myself. Because then it started feeling weird having parties for myself. Even though I, I enjoy when people throw parties for themselves, but for whatever reason... For you to organize it for it yourself. It felt strange, right? Like, everyone come out for me and be here for me. So, um, uh, that was just like a weird little socially anxious quirk around my birthday that I never really uh, had, like, big things. But I would definitely, like, have a little getaway with a friend or have, like, a close dinner with my family and just keep it really chill and intimate. Right, right. And kind of let it pass by as quickly as I could. <laughs> um, I, I envy the people who are like, it's my birthday. They like go yeah. nuts. and they I don't like, care about you. It's about me. It's me. Come hang I, out with I me envy that. Bastard. Like those people are having a good time in life, you know, yeah. where they're just like. I try to have a little balance of like, I definitely like want it to be like, this is my party and you I do. want people to you give me a, attention. But you have a good time. But I, well, and I want to, I do care about that. My, I. I try to like sell it as like I want my friends to enjoy it too. Like yeah. I'm not gonna force them to just do a thing because it's my birthday and you have to do what I want. Right, right. It's right. like oh, no, I'm gonna facilitate a little vacation trip to a cabin and right. go. And my birthday's in the winter, so go snowboarding and skiing and right. stuff, and kind of plan it around a little vacation. Yes. But also, yes, it's a birthday weekend. Right, in a exactly. Way kind of thing, you know. 
Yeah, your yeah. your birthdays I think are a perfect uh, balance of having yourself be around people that you love and like throwing like quote unquote throwing something for yourself, but right. also doing it in a way where everyone is equally excited having a good time to participate in it. You know, yeah. nobody feels like oh god I have to go to this this birthday thing. You know, right. not that I I don't know. I mean, if you really love your friends, you'll never really feel that way. But it's um, you know, there's like a certain there's something really cool about just being able to get out and like celebrate a friend that way over yeah. a long weekend. And then you're having a really good time too because you're getting a little vacation out of it. It's right. kind of a fun, fun ordeal. I was going to ask you what, um, well, first of all, how old have you turned? No. I know. It's a terrible question. But it's a good question. It's an awful question. I've turned an age which finally, like when I say it, it sounds like the age an adult is. Which well, is you weird. are an adult. But that's so weird because in so many respects, I don't feel like one. You know, mm. I'm 33 and that's so bizarre. <laughs> like at what point did I stop being 20 years old? I know, right? It's very strange. It's a... And my mom, I remember my mom, I'm, I remember, excuse me, my mom and dad used to say, like, you never feel like you're the age you are because you always just feel like yourself. So mm. it's like a strange thing to age and put a number on how old you are because you always just kind of feel like you, like who sure. you are doesn't change as you age. You might change like a what you're interested in and your values and maybe your goals might change, but who you are doesn't change. So I'll always have this like part of me that's Anna, that is just me who I've been my whole life, you know? I've had a counter, complete counter belief mm. than that perspective, Interesting. which is, and I think we've talked about this, which is kind of like every day is in your past was an alternate dimension you and a different you right. and every day that goes by like today this morning yeah I'm Nick but this is like a different Nick than the Nick yesterday is this the thing about infinite loops where there's some guy out there who thinks that every moment of time is actually infinite like, and you're it's like constantly a day. living mm -hmm. that moment of time over and all over the and time over. like this moment that we're living right now we will always be living this moment Right. And then our next or version. Or some piece of you next, or version of you. Yeah. It's yeah. always in this moment, living right. this moment. So there's that theory. Yeah. Which I find intriguing. It is. My, my dad, I think, told me about But that. I also have the, just the in, the more practical, less wacky idea of just, if I think about, you know, 18-year-old Nick, gosh, 18-year-old Nick was totally different than oh, no. current Nick. 100%. You know? but I Not guess the same dude. What I mean is, because that would be... But the same dude. That would be yeah. what I mean when I say your values change, maybe your morals even change. You might, right. you, you mature, so you stop prioritizing certain things over other your things. Your tastes, your preferences, but you what you like. But you have a core you. And for me, my core me is like, um, I'm a little inward. I like, I'm a little goofy, you know, I like to laugh. I'm yeah. like not super buttoned up and like profesh, you know, I, mm -hmm. I can be, but who I feel inside has never been that person. And I continue to never feel that way. Do you know right, what I mean? Right. So I, I, but in that being said, um, I think there was probably a time in my life when I didn't know if I was going to get married, you know, and I didn't know if I was going to live that conventional life. 
-hmm. and that changed. So I'm not saying you don't change. I'm just saying the your like the little the little like your, yeah your little flavor you that lives inside of you that never goes away. It's always you. Sure, doesn't really change. I think my <clears> my <throat> again only tweak to that would be there's you like the essence of you, but I believe you have the capacity to. Uh, I would maybe not say change or tweak, but I would say add to it. So the uh, the biggest example that comes to mind for me is like, I felt like the essence of my being was like attention seeker, performer, showman, just need the spotlight mm -hmm. on me all the time. Especially if you look at some like the home videos of me as a right. kid, it was just like, and my mom, we were on a vacation in Hawaii, and she's yeah. pointing the camera off at, like, the view of the volcano. And you just seem to And I'm like, shot. Mom, show me, 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 yeah. put the camera on me. Like, you watch these videos, like, wow, this kid is psycho hyper, <laughs> yeah. and he just needs attention all the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, and, um, and there's still that essence that's yeah. still in me, and sometimes that comes out if I'm having a good time, or I am performing, or whatever. But, um... As I've gotten older and taught, like I taught myself slash educated myself on learning the ability to listen and ability, learning to the ability to like pay attention and gain from paying attention to other people versus always seeking the attention right. of others. But and I I've think... added that to my character. So it's like I, you start, you start with like your level one character and as you level up, you can acquire new abilities and feats and add to your your talent tree as a character, and but yeah, just level one you had these strengths. Oh yeah, your level one base character is a you're a performer and blah blah blah, you know, and you're athletic. Right. But oh, I added on music ability, play right. guitar. Oh, I added on, you know, but those are all still part right. of my character. But you don't. Um, I don't think we're saying different things. Right. No, no. I was like yeah. kind of adding to your yeah. Your you concepts. add on to your little kernel your, of yourself of internally. Yourself. Yes. But like, there's. I guess I'm having a hard time verbalizing what I mean. But there's this like little. Uh, it's your level one. I it's guess your it's, base. Sure. There's a version of that. It's like I guess you would say some might call it your soul, right? Like that. Oh, sure. Like sure. that doesn't. To me, I feel in a lot of ways, obviously, like I've changed a whole bunch. And at the same time that I'm still the person I was when I was eight. Right. You know, I can mm -hmm. still relate to who that little girl was, you know, like there's a there's a line of connection as you get older from one version of yourself to the next. I don't I don't go out and become, um, you know, let me think of somebody who I feel very different from, who's like a popular, well-known person. Uh, Victoria Beckham, right? And she's like mm -hmm. really posh, and like you know she was posh spice, and she, like I I I, that's not within my capacity probably to ever become right her sure because I'm me. So do you understand what I mean? There's I do know always, what you mean. There's a constant. It's your essence. Yeah, yeah. your essence. There yeah. we go. Anna, what? Yeah. Um. This this is like my favorite questions to ask people, especially oh, cool. when it comes to their birthday, which is. Um, I'm gonna have to do you for did, your birthday. For sure. Did you have a? Well, first of all, I mean, let's add. We could totally. You can tackle this question however you like. But basically, I want to hear about goals you had in your past, goals that you achieved, goals you didn't achieve, goals you changed, and maybe hear about in the more present, like what's your one-year goal from now. What's your like three-year mm. goal, and maybe like what's like a big like I don't ten-year goal. Yeah. 
So starting kind of like more near term and then well, going a little more long term. I think at some point my goal was to become happy within my career and my and doing what I wanted and kind of making my money based off of the things that I wanted to do. And I think at one point I got to that, you know, um, for a few years there, I had that solid feeling that I had achieved that goal. I think like for everyone that got completely taken out from under me with the whole pandemic. So right. I do feel like I'm back at square one with a lot of that part of my life. Um, another just goal, to clarify for anyone that's like unfamiliar, like you, oh. you used to work, but then you wanted to be your own boss and you had this, uh, you had trained at be, being a photographer. Right. So I used to have, well, I kind of whittled my way from job to job and the jobs that I got towards the end of like being employed were jobs that I genuinely wanted to have and they were in creative positions with so that was the start of it, was you did crappy jobs you hated, right. and then you were like, okay, I need to make money, but I don't want to do, right. I had to have crappy bosses and do a thing that I hate, right. so now I'm going to look for work that right. I actually enjoy doing. Yeah. So you did that step, and then even that was like, I don't like having a boss. Well, no, and it wasn't even like a strong, it was just that I've always, I think a lot, there's a lot of people who are self-employed who just kind of have like a tick of like, it's not that you're like... You, I mean, yeah, part of it is that you don't, you want to be your boss. You want to have autonomy Dictate over your, your time hours. and your, mm-hmm. to the degree that you can, because in a way we're always going to be dependent on other people's schedules some of the time, right? So if you have clients, if you yeah. have clients and things like that, but, but to a degree I wanted to be able to dictate my own life. And I think photography and then to an extent, you know, teaching Ariel, um, both allowed that to happen. And it was really kind of beautiful and cool that that was a thing that I was able to accomplish Mm -hmm. after I would say what it'd be like a long time many years of kind of feeling very lost in my career professionally very uncertain of what it was that I was doing in life that was something that I grappled with probably from about 22 until about 28 you know that those like years where you're trying to figure out I I think a lot of people go through that unless you have like more of a linear path traditional route traditional yeah. route I did not have a linear traditional route and I also didn't have a lot of a I guess a flaw a character flaw of mine is that I have a hard time being in positions where I don't feel fulfilled at all like it doesn't have to be my full-blown passion but if I don't if I just straight up don't like the work and it's like really hard for me to like the work. I can't be in that position. I've never been able to do that. Right. So, and that's that's probably not a good thing. It's just a part of me that I've always dealt with. So, I think that's a good thing. I think I always had the goal of being able to kind of do what it was that I wanted. And then yeah, I got to that point where I could for a few years and that was lovely. And then we got hit by COVID and pandemic life and I think only recently for reasons, you know, um, that I think many go through, I realize that I'm kind of back in that hovering limbo of like, what now? Right. How do I move forward without stepping back 10 paces? Um, so my goal would be to kind of start answering that question. And I can't give you like a one year, five year, 10 year, because it's hard to say. I think, okay, I'll do vague. My one year would be that I start 
I've, I've started to assemble some idea of how I can move forward and, and move upward and not be go backwards or stagnant or find myself in a place of feeling the way I was feeling between 22 and 28, you know? So your one year is like kind of like create your next opportunity. Figure out my next opportunity. Yeah. And I, and I would say that's either even like a six-month goal. Like make that happen ASAP. It doesn't have to be a success, obviously, but just like have this idea of what's going to happen so next. It's going to get you excited in the morning. Yes. And... and, and and it's not just getting you it's getting you excited because yeah. a you're passionate about it but b there's also people who want to pay you for that or that's desire right. that service that's right because right. you can be passionate about something but if you're not if people aren't don't appreciate it or pay you for it it doesn't feel that good right especially if you're trying to make well, a wait, living I think, from it yeah they always say you know you don't do art for other people but at the same time if you're trying to make a living from it you kind of do do, do art for other people. people yeah um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that to be honest i mean always make what you like i think is because otherwise you burn out create the things that you want to create but also make sure that you're putting your feelers out there for whether or not people are actually engaging with it. And if they're not, then maybe work out how you can create something that you both like that people will also engage with. Right. Um, so that's one year. Just understand what that might be. Five year, have that be established, you know, and be constantly generating a good amount of income for myself doing that question mark thing. And then 10 years would be... I mean, that's so far, I, I, I've never been somebody that can look that far. But I think probably having enough like uh, autonomy with money, and I mean this kind of independently of you, that I, I can really um, make and be a, a, a large presence in terms of decision-making of what, and where we are and you know what we're doing and things like that because I have some financial backing to be like hey look I have all this you know I, I've become more successful and, and what's I, an example of that like like something um, that came to my mind is like you're like oh Nick surprise it's your birthday I booked us a trip to like that, you know uh, Hawaii yeah and like that. Uh, and, and it like, doesn't and feel, I don't even know about it because yeah. you didn't use any of the shared credit right, cards right, right, or whatever right. so it's like it's just something that I've done you, on my own because you have yeah. the financial freedom that's to exactly make, so right you're talking about you just within 10 years you'd like to have financial freedom independently of, of the, the co right income of the family right um just be making something that is you know that I've built on a solo level sure where yeah I could do something fun like that you know um, and then when you say solo level that doesn't does that mean that like solo as in like it's you solely own whatever business it is that you've created or you may be partnered with some other people but it's just independent of me. independent of you got right. it um, and then so yeah that would be tenure so that's cool. nothing super specific, but like these vague kind of inklings of what about, so we got like, that's kind of like the financial work life right. business side of things. But what about like some different, more fun, near term, long term goals about uh, a hobby, a skill? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, you know, to be totally frank and not to be too much of a Debbie Downer, but it's hard to think like that right now Yeah. because of everything that's gone down and mm -hmm. because I can't really float myself with what I used to be able to float myself with, mm. with career. It makes it hard for you to be like, 
let me think about my hobbies when you're I not. I see, like you're so thinking about yeah. the stress of like yes. wanting to that. Yes. It's hard for you to think about like, I would like to know how to play the piano by yes. next year. Right, right, like, right, right. Because right. you like, feel like you you can't afford the brain. I don't have the time resources to be like I need. I I feel like I need to go learn how to. I hear that. Even though even though I I understand that 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 could be. I think I, I would I would say that even though you feel that way, it could be beneficial, only in the sense that a it gives you a break, from the stress. Right. Because it's and you and also just like. It gives you just like with fitness, like because like, you know you didn't bring up any fitness goals as part of that one year long term thing, but you do fitness every day. Right. You work out every day. You're always following a program. You're always training, or right. you're always and you're always looking to get stronger, more athletic, etc. Oh yeah, for sure. And you feel good when your numbers are going up and you're winning and you're feeling yeah. stronger, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And even if everything else is going to crap, as long as you're like, hey. I was able to do a heavier deadlift or I was, yeah. Hey, I was able to, uh, I feel like I can pick up that dumbbell and it just doesn't feel as heavy anymore. And right. I can like lunge with it. And I, my body feels strong and healthy Oh, for sure. than ever before you. That's a win. That's like a level oh, yeah. up with your character. Even if you failed the side quest and yeah. you got your head chopped off. Hey, but you still leveled up on this thing over here. Right. And I think, and that's where I bring it up that I think it is, important to have those other little side goals and hobbies even if they aren't direct to like helping yeah. you make money they, they help you still win you know i think i don't bring up fitness because it's it's just feels part of your so life. regular yeah. it doesn't feel like a thing i'm still trying to make into a part of my life it just feels like it's this it's a routine non-negotiable routine every day must happen to a degree otherwise you know, I feel a little less happy that day. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about um, some of your routines that a lot of other people out there, there's those are goals for them. Like sure. those are goals for them yeah. that they're struggling to make, incorporate in their lives. And I would argue that something, you know, I brought up, we could talk about maybe past goals you had in your 20s. Mm. And probably in your 20s, you had certain goals sure. of like being stronger and be able to have that's taking true. regular walks every day in the yeah. sunshine and like you've incorporated these things into your daily yeah. routine that maybe were previous goals that now you've accomplished yeah and I think something that as uh, I've understood is that like I am an anxious person and when I don't have those that movement part of my life in place then like that's when I become more anxious so sure. if I feel like I'm the days that you know I really get like some that's why I'm so, I mean, that's not why. That is a reason why moving feels so good for me is because it also brings like this little sense of calm and you feel, you know, our, it, it feels like our bodies were meant to be used. So when I get to use it, it feels really good. And it makes that little like, you know, maybe the anxious part of me a little less loud. Um, but yeah, for sure, I think I have achieved that goal and I'm excited to continue to achieve it. Because um, you work out basically every day. Yes. Uh, not into I think it's important to say like that there is a too much so I think at this point I have a pretty healthy relationship with the amount I work out and it's not I'm not like a balls to the wall you know two workouts a day two workouts a day and I have to be like sweating and killing myself at no I I don't don't think it's actually unhealthy to say oh I do a workout every day I just want people who are listening to because I think it's easy to misrepresent sometimes what people say in these things in your mind. You come up with a visual of what that person means. So I was just elaborating right. 
It, it might not mean that you lift weights every day, right? But you do, and I, I think a good point to say is that basically our bodies were meant to be physically challenged, right? To some degree, maybe more heavily challenged some days and less challenged some days, right. but demand that your body has to output energy every day, physical energy. And I think it's also important for humans to challenge themselves mentally every day. And and you want the right dose of challenge because if you're always giving yourself too much challenge and failing, then it's a spiral of depression and failure. If you're giving the right amount of challenge, it's success and winning more often than failing and that feels good. Now, if it's not enough challenge, then... uh, you get complacent and you don't feel like you're winning or losing. You just feel like you're kind of like coasting right. and not going anywhere. And that can also, so you got two things that can drive you to depression and failure, but one thing that helps you win. So it's important to focus on a healthy challenge, mental and physical challenge every day that allows you to feel like you, you, you tried to progress. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think you do a really good job of that yourself. In terms Me, of I don't think with... so at all. But I think I try to. That's. I think that's yeah. the. That is the point. And that is the point. Is that you try to? Is that you try to? And the. I get down on myself when I know, Nikki didn't try, today. Yeah. Well, and that's and, when I get down on myself. Yeah, and I do think that those days. And you can be allowed those days. I think those days are necessary, and I think something that is important, but that you only get to once you visit both extremes, is that. There's a balance to all of it. So um, I think I think for me when it what it comes to is just feeling a sense of balance between the, maybe those days where you're having more leisure and then the days where you're challenging yourself and you're working a little, you're working a little hard. I think if you go too far in the leisure, you become depressed because you don't have enough challenges and, and you actually you, even decline like you, as you a character decline. you you're yeah. level, you start losing levels and you, i don't i don't say depressed like a, a false sense i think you actually do get you get uh, you get sad oh, oh. there's my quiet buddy quiet hey sit down sit 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 miles got a little larky there someone may have dropped off some moo probably um but yeah i so tangenting a little bit but um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so very cool. I wish you a very happy, happy Thanks, birthday, Thanks, mister. Anna. Thanks for be- making it so much fun and being a part of a special day. Yeah. And I just got to say that I love you and appreciate you. I think you're a fabulous person. I love you. And I think that you uh, are have a really great handle on life. Thanks, mister. And I think... All the stresses that we feel sometimes, those are those healthy challenges that we were just talking about. Right. But they're they're kind of like these little challenges that a little stressful in the moment. But when we look back a year or two from now, we look back, we kind of go, good, that was a good healthy challenge. It helped me level up and break right. through this plateau and get me to the next level. Right. And of course, when you're going through that, like when I had to pass that eight-hour engineering exam... Like that was, it was painful. I failed the first time, you know, and then I had to study even harder. And it was like, why am I even doing this? And I still feel a little bit in that phase. I don't have my license yet because in California, you you have to pass the two state exams too. But I know that I'm just like in the trenches right now with this particular task in my life. 
And, and that's personally why I, I seem to be a little chaotic where I'm doing so many different things because it, it, it helps me deal with the downness of like, oh, I failed that test. Well, at least I learned this really cool new song guitar, or yeah. at least uh, I'm teaching, uh, you know, my aerial kids over Zoom, and I see that they're getting better at their handstands, right. and like I helped facilitate that, and yeah. that feels really good. Or you know, whether it's my job, or whether it's like even just, oh, I've been doing this podcast, and I'm hearing from people they're enjoying it, and like yeah, and that's, that's really so cool. that's really cool to hear that people yeah. have been listening and enjoying it. And for all you that are listening. I appreciate you yeah. and I love that you guys are listening and honestly uh, I'm not I don't this podcast thing is just kind of a fun thing that I like to do and I personally feel like I have some of the best conversations with my loved ones and friends or even strangers if I get the opportunity to interview them but as yeah. it stands right now you know this podcast is uh, no, nothing right now other than just a few friends oh I think it's, it's something it is very much something since it it does but it exists. Bring you happiness. And it's a discovery and it's a learning process. Yeah. And I'm getting to have these really great, meaningful, yeah. quality conversations with people that yeah. I love and friends and uh, others. And uh, I love that I get to share it too. Because yeah. like I said, I have that little performer essence with me. And it's not it's not that I want to like this point like, hey, look at me. I'm cool. Right. Listen to me. It, it Because as most people if you've been listening to the interviews I tend to try not to talk too much when I'm doing the interviews I'm trying to like the guest talk about their lives and I prod a question and try right. to help prompt them to talk more I think maybe these these wifey whiny Wednesdays that we do I like to try to talk a little bit more oh just yeah to... if we're gonna be regular it can't just be me talking it'll get boring no but, but... I, I, I feel like this is a little bit of an outlet to yeah. let me talk to which is that I I feel like, yeah, I'm not trying to share these podcasts so that people can be like, oh, look at me and look what Nick is saying. I'm sharing them because I feel like these people that I talk to are genuinely, genuinely really great, talented, cool, but yeah. also normal people. Right. And I, I think sometimes in podcast world, it's always like this celebrity or this CEO right. or this person. And I'm also, and you know, and then, you know, there's millions of, you know, I, I want to. I don't. I don't like the word average because I don't think that's true. Like sure. I want to say average people listening. I want to say normal people. Sure. There's millions of normal people listening, and wouldn't why? Sometimes it, it's great to listen to like really like high up there celebrities and CEOs, but also they're and it, especially it's great to hear an interview and when you hear a CEO and he sounds like a normal person, it makes you feel good. Like right. oh, he's normal. He's cool. But a lot of times those people are not. They're at a they're in a different realm, and they're and sometimes they're not normal, and sometimes they're really crazy weird with their money, or like there's weird sex scandals, right. or there's weird family stuff, or like you know there's a lot of weird stuff going on with power and stuff. And I think sometimes there's a lot of value to be gained from hearing about you know minimalism and frugalness and like right. the simpler and oftentimes happier ways of life from no quote unquote normal people yeah you know and so that's why i you know interview my friends and i put them out there here because i feel like we can arrive to you know some of them are more silly talking about conspiracy theories whatever that's fun right but but some of them i genuinely try to get into some of the knit and grit of like what brings them happiness and what's their purpose in life and right hearing that from them and their point of view and their perspective and from their upbringing and uh 
I love to share that and especially hear that people got value from them. Yeah, you know, and that's so cool. That's so cool, you know. I'm so. happy for you. I think you're having a good time and you're obviously having a lot of fun conversations with people and the fact that even even if it's just a few people at this point reaching out to say that they appreciate it, that's more than... Um, I'm getting a little phone call yeah, in the middle of my speech. Yeah, but it's from area code 646, so yeah, I don't it think it's like anything. Spam. Yep. Um, anyway, thank you so much for having me on this Wifey Whiny Wednesday. Yeah, and I love having you on. And, you know, the other day you were talking with your pops and your dad was one of the first people I interviewed. And I, I did know. it over the car. I know. And it wasn't you guys the greatest gotta do that again. But I'm really, when I said that I miss his face. Yeah. Because I do miss his face. Yeah. But I, I actually do, I want to record with him again because I, I had such a great time with him. And I feel like Bruce and I do have really great, deep you conversations, do. even on the regular you without both like recording. To, you both like to talk, in, you, you both like to talk profoundly about things. Yeah. You know, you like to get into conversations that are more critical thinking and, and you two are really cute together. I I'm, love that I'm really stuff. glad you and my dad get along so I well. feel like... We well, should do a three-way. You, I know, we should have a wifey Wednesday. That would be Wednesday, so much fun. Bruce, uh, uh, special guest Bruce edition. That would be so much fun. We That'd should so do that for around the holiday. Yeah. That'd be really fun around the holidays. Bruce, we're gonna have to record cool. if you're listening. I'm down. Calling you out here on the podcast. People are gonna want to hear in the holidays special three-way edition with. But you're gonna have to Bruce. choose a different, like. Uh, Rather than saying special three-way edition, you should probably sure. choose, like, <laughs> just a different... Three-way family! You know? Yay, incest! <laughs> Maybe a different way of putting that, like, you know, I have two guests instead of one this time, I'm you know, kidding. or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, all right, mister, Love I should it. probably go check on those sweet potatoes I have cooking. Oh, shoot, yeah. Okay, everyone, peace out. See you on the next one. See you on the next one. Bye! Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. By the way, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Zerman and feel free to send me a message or a comment or a question or any recommendations you might have or people I should talk to or things I should talk about. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next one.